What do you have to say to the people of Maplewood? Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to serve you. My my our incoming superintendent, Dr. Benita Jamison, said that uh, a person's love language impacts how they lead. And I, that blew my mind. And I realized that my love language is acts of service. And that's what I've been doing my entire career. And now I get to do that for my community. And so I appreciate the honor of putting me in the position of mayor so I can serve. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune, where we size up current and historic events involving people, places, and things in areas such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports. Our weekly podcast gives you the edge to live a more informed life. We discuss more than just St. Louis as we connect the gateway city to our country's current cultural fabric and lives. RadioSTL.com. KWRH929.org, and you can check us. We are always streaming live on the web 24 7, 365, or 66 in a leap year. Worldwide. Worldwide. Anywhere. Just name it. We're there. If you can get it. Yes. <laughs> if you have internet. Internet, right? You can yeah, do that. Yeah, that's a whole other issue, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> Some people don't have internet. And that was the voice of Nikailin Knapper. Yes. And she is the new mayor as of last week. Oh, no, I was sworn in on Tuesday of this week. Tuesday? Yes. She's just a young pup, three days old, in the mayoral <laughs> uh, office. Yes. And she is the new mayor of, of Maplewood. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune. Thank you very much so, for inviting me. You're, you're welcome. This is I've wanted to have you on. Mark uh, mentioned to me that uh, you were running, and you have quite a, I would say, great background and resume. Tell everybody out there in listener land uh, a little bit about who you are. Oh, Brad, come on. I am currently an administrative judge for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. I work for the agency known as the National Appeals Division. So if rural Americans want to get a loan from USDA for their family farm or if they want to get a housing loan to live in rural America and an agency tells them no, then they can appeal that decision to me and then I determine if they should get what they're requesting. So I like that work mentally because I get to serve rural America. So I, I enjoy that a great deal. Before that, I was an assistant solicitor for the U.S. Department of Labor. Excuse me. And the work that I did there was actually for mine safety. And so I have been underground in a coal mine. Wow. Yes. To see what coal miners experience. Ooh. And if citations were written against a coal mine, then that coal operator could appeal that to an ALJ. And then I would mm. defend the citation. And then before that, I was a legal aid attorney for Middle Tennessee. I did a lot of service for neighbors, residents that were living living in poverty, and I assisted them with uh, consumer protection matters or uh, matters involving domestic violence. And then before that, I was an assistant public defender. So wow. I was doing criminal defense work for folks that were below the poverty line. So, it, yeah, it's been a lot of service, a lot of service to mm. that's, folks in need. That's un Let me ask you, not meant as a curveball question, but do you see any kind of consistency in the application of the law with all of those groups 
or do you see inconsistencies? With all Not meant to be a loaded question. No, I appreciate it. I think it's a really good question. I see inconsistencies, and really the inconsist- inconsistencies that I would see was with the criminal defense aspect mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, It was more consistent when I was in civil court representing plaintiffs at that point. It was consistent, but criminal defense in those courts, it was not. That's interesting. We see a pattern. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. <laughs> so tell us, you came to St. Louis about four years ago? Yes, it'll actually, yeah, it's been five now. Yes, I've been in St. Louis for five years now. And I came here because I accepted a job with USDA. And I was in Nashville, Tennessee, when I accepted the job. And they told me, okay, you need to you need to move to St. Louis. And so when I was interviewing for the job to be an administrative judge, I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Then I learned that I was pregnant with twins after I had accepted the job. And I was like, anyway, I can stay in Nashville <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I had family there. And right. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we already have one son and we're about to have twins. Mm-hmm. Um, like, ugh, holy conniption, Batman, what are we going to do? <laughs> and we're going to move to St. Louis. And I have I have family here, but mm-hmm. not my in-laws. I mean, it's easier to call grandma and grandpa over. And so they were like, no, you need to relocate. Mm-hmm. And two weeks before the, my twins were born, we moved into our house in Maplewood. Wow. Yes. So it was a lot. Wow. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. man. And you hit the ground running when the kids started growing. And then when your son were on the parent-teacher organization group, you were on the United Way of Greater St. Louis, brought Dolly Parton's Imagination Library to the preschool students. Oh, what a great! Oh, yeah, you volunteered great... to be a youth sports coach, a den leader of the local Cub Pack. Yep, that's then you I wanted. Yes. Then that's... you really wanted to. Sorry, Become a glutton for punishment. You you got on the board of education. You know what? <laughs> Isn't that the worst? I know he was on the board of education. You were yes here in Webster. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you know what? I, I didn't it, it there how about this? It was very difficult this past year. Being in service to our community, to our families in our school district mm-hmm. during the pandemic was tough. Uh, I will tell you that the directors that I worked with are some of the best human beings that I have ever been in the trenches with in in all of my life. I adore the team that we created as board members. I have lifelong friends from that experience. Mm -hmm. It just, something was forged within us during that pandemic year. I tell you, when I wanted, when I was thinking about running, I was like, oh, I just want to make sure that we get an educational equity policy. And I knew that we already had directors on the board in place that were, that were supportive of that. And so I thought we were just going to be focusing on that policy and then finding ways to ensure that it's being practiced. Mm -hmm. And so like the, the first year that I was on the MRH school board, we were able to do that. We worked together within a year. We had that policy. And, and then we also unanimous, unanimously passed a policy that protected our transgender students, mm-hmm. our non-binary students. And I'm like, oh, we are cooking with Crisco. This team <laughs> is fire. It's great. Yeah. And then boom, the pandemic. Right. And it was like, oh, my gosh, what is this? But again, I'm grateful for the team that we had because we made it through and I know that a lot of our families and our students were hurting during that year, but I also know with the board that we have now and also our incoming superintendent that's coming in, we are, as a community, going to come together and make sure that 
that our staff, our teachers, our administrators, and our students are all made whole or at least close to it. In translating all of your experiences, in, including the most recent things as uh, a Board of Education member, what are your goals as mayor of Maplewood? What do you hope to achieve? Wow. I, I guess <laughs> that's a big question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she laid some things out in her on your platform. Yeah. Yes. And Sorry. it was very no, it's okay, very okay. precise. First You've only been on the job 2 days now. First 100 days. Yeah, first yes. Time. Yeah. Right. So well, first, yeah. I, I wanted I want everyone to know that my mentor is sitting right oh, next to I don't me. See. I know. Not, I, I yes, she's looking it is. at Mark. She's I, mentoring me, is what she is. Absolutely yeah. Yeah. not. No, it's. Um, I'm just happy to support you. Thank yeah. you. Right. I I my first goal is really to listen. I want to listen to our community. <gasps> what? <laughs> wow! Isn't a that... politician that listens? It is amazing. It is. It, it is. It's true. Well, thank you're you. You're so right. She's right on the money on that she one. Is. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean it. No, no, you're There's fine. other politicians need to hear that. Yes. They don't listen, yes. do they? Come on, honestly. Yes. Y'all, come on. It's, you're right. They just don't. Go. I think it's important it's, for it me to important. listen yeah. because I don't want to assume that I know what my community wants mm-hmm. um, or what my community needs. And so in order for me to ensure that I'm doing I can serve them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to listen to them. So that's my first goal. I plan to reach out to my council members and see if we can create something where right now I'm calling it like a walk and talk where we I can meet up with my council members in their wards mm-hmm. and then we can walk through the area. And then I'll just let neighbors know if you see us. Come holler at us. We'll answer whatever questions you have, or I'll ask you, what would you like for me to do? What do you want to see? Town halls are a big thing for me, and I know that there are other council members that want to have town halls as well. So first thing I do, I want to do is listen. Another goal that I have is to make sure that, excuse me, I know how my council members communicate and vice versa. I want to make sure that we're able to communicate well with each other, that we understand each other well, so we can get business done. When things are lost in in translation or in conversations, then you're not able to focus on the work. And so I definitely want to work to have the same um, type of team relationship that I had with the board member or the directors for the MRH school board. And then as far as policy is concerned, oh, there's a lot of heavy lifting, which is why I'm like, we got to listen. We got to figure right. out how we communicate with each other because I am um, going to submit a proposal to the council members for creating a human services commission. And that commission would address like our senior citizens in Maplewood, housing insecurity, food insecurity, transportation. Now, mind you, I got all of this after talking with my other uh, mentor, which is Mark's wife, Maria Langston. So, of course, I adore them. But I have to cut her grass now. (laughs) (laughs) I have to cut every week. I got to cut her grass. Um, All right. (laughs) But but this Human Services um, Commission really came about from me talking with uh, a local uh, nonprofit leader. Her name is Shana Poole. Mm. And I'm not sure if you all are aware of the grab and go table that is famous in Maplewood. It started with Shana just setting out a table because she had lost so many family members to Mm COVID-19. And so she was like, you know what? From this loss, I want to give. Mm -hmm. And so she just set out a table and put like a few items on it. And now she has created a nonprofit organization that focuses on human services. Mm -hmm. And so um, talking with her, I'm like, you know what? The pandemic has shown me that our, I think, 
our local government should be doing so much more than what it's doing. And we can do that with a human services um, commission on a local level. We have one for the county. But I don't see the harm in having one for Maplewood to focus on its residents. Yeah, that's one of my bigger things that I want to get done in the first 100 days. That's closer to where things are happening. Yes. Yes. Because I I believe if when we structure this commission, this Human Services Commission, to focus on our residents, then we can make sure that we can – get them to stay in Maplewood if they want to. Right now, we are dealing with gentrification. We are dealing with uh, housing insecurity. We have an eviction crisis going on right now. We are just dealing with a lot. And my goal as mayor is to make sure that anyone that is currently in Maplewood can stay if they would like. And then also to let people know Maplewood is the place to be. You do want to live here. We have a great school district. We have a great community that cares about its residents. So yeah, come here, live here. So, yes. So is the age uh, group of residents in Maplewood pretty much similar to what any other municipality would, or is it skewed one way maybe towards older adults or younger adults, or what is what is that roughly? You, you know what? The age range, we have a substantial amount of young folks in Maplewood. We have now, don't quote me on this, I'm trying to remember the stats that I saw maybe about two years ago, but I want to say that our elder community is maybe 20% of our population, and then our younger folks from like maybe 25 to 25 to baby, they are about maybe 40%. Okay. So they, so our young population is is huge compared mm-hmm. to the, the other age ranges that we have in Maplewood. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think there was a change when the school district started getting better. Yes. And then people the young the young started moving in. Yeah, they started wanting to move in and how are you going to work with the Now when I was mayor, <laughs> I'll yeah, tell you my old mayor story. Remind people that Mark I know, Langer, when I was mayor, yes. I, I really wanted to work with the school district because yes. I, I think the school district's the pillar of the community. So, Nikki, how do you see yourself working with the school district? We, I see myself, Mayor in, Nikki. Well, I'm sorry, well, right, right, you're right, fine. Right, right, right. You're fine. It's I understand the transition. We just so you all know, Mark and I met because I called him about an issue I was having with children being able to pay for their dues for our den. And I was like, Mark, what are we going to do? And Mark didn't know me from a can of paint, but I was just like, we I need scholarships. And if I can't get scholarships and I'm going to pay for these children to be a part myself, I'll pay their dues. I'm not telling anybody that they can't be a part of this den. And I think you might you may have just started liking me after that where yeah. she was like, "Who is this go get her spark it was yeah. a spark um but excuse me it is a great opportunity for me because i am coming from our school board to already be able to easily establish a partnership and so i am of course talking with with uh, roxana meacham she's our acting super but i have had many conversations with our incoming superintendent uh, dr benita jameson and our current president of the board brandy miller and so i've already said to them let me know about having a a pop-up vaccine clinic in maplewood we have one in richmond heights but i'd like for it to be in maplewood because that's easy for our residents to access Richmond Heights is not far at all, but if we can have it in our community, that's great, Uh, especially if community members could walk to it if need be. And so that's just an example of the partnership Mm -hmm. that I'm already cultivating. But I want to be able to do big work with them and Mm -hmm. 
when I say big work, I'm like, I would like to see if there are some innovative solutions that we can find that would put our school district in a position to be able to generate funds itself. Boy, what a tough, that's I know. a tough challenge. I, it is. And, and that is not something that I am working for in the first 100 days. That, <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify. Just to yeah. clarify that, because I think that's just, that's a lot of conversations mm-hmm. to is. begin with. But if we could find an innovative solution to, yep. that puts MRH in a position to create its own funding, mm-hmm. then maybe there's a possibility that it won't need to come to the residents for a tax increase right. when they need it. So again, that's just in conversations, mm-hmm. communications yeah. about well, solutions. And one of the other aspects of that is a vibrant business community mm-hmm. that draws residents and non-residents to businesses there, going to eat at restaurants right. there, yes, and things like that. That's always been a, a hub of, I shouldn't mm-hmm. say always been, but it's now a hub for restaurateurs yes. to be on Manchester there and be in that flow. It's a wonderful. It really is. And I think a lot of people, when they think of Maplewood, they think dining and shopping. And I'm like, but we have so many amazing services here, too. Mm-hmm. We also have amazing nonprofit organizations in Maplewood. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to continue the focus on our, our dining and shopping. But I also want to expand the information about the services that some of our shops give. We have amazing spas. We have amazing bakeries. Mm-hmm. We have amazing nonprofits like mm-hmm. Artists First, Girls on the Run. So just examples. So I'm just like, Maplewood is so much more more than what people are used to hearing about. And right. I'm, I'm definitely going to make sure that right. the region... It's a nice draw to have people want to come there yes. also and, and be a part of the community and live there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And housing is uh, affordable? No. Challenge there. Yes, no. Yes, no. That, that was really one of my main pillars uh, of my campaign was housing affordability. It, it is becoming more difficult to remain in Maplewood. And I think I'd mentioned a few minutes ago, we are enduring gentrification. Mm-hmm. And so what I'd like to do is work with the community and council to see what can we do to find a balance. Right. You are not going to stop progress, especially when progress is tied to capitalism. And I understand that. Right. However, I think that we can find a balance so we can keep the diversity that we have in Maplewood and make sure that diversity stays strong. And I know that a lot of people think when, excuse me, I use the word diversity, they're thinking of race, but that's not solely diversity. Right. You know, di- diversity deals with income. Diversity deals with age. We have a lot of our elders in Maplewood that are no longer able to afford to stay in their homes because property taxes are um, skyrocketing. And But they also make our community diverse and we need them. We need the knowledge that they have of Maplewood, the history that they have, the history that they were a part of. And so my goal is really to just find that balance And I know that is more than just trying to do that work in Maplewood. I can't. I need to have a partnership with our state senator and our state representatives. I need to have a partnership with uh, Councilwoman Lisa Clancy. I may need to make trips to Jefferson City like Mark did. Mm -hmm. I really see that in my future. And so I will advocate on behalf of Maplewood because I Maplewood deserves it. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. I was going to ask whether that you were mainly looking at that through like single family or multifamily residences 
because I don't know what the oh, it's balance terrible. is. It's over. Can I? Yes, it's, please. It's over fifty percent of the housing stock in Maplewood is apartments. Yes. Wow. There was a time where there was a mayor way back before that was the only way they saw to make money was over property taxes. So his push was let's get more apartments in Maplewood, yeah. and then they finally figured out no, this really isn't a good idea. But we have what we have. We have over fifty percent of our housing stock, and I think. Nikki's right. She, Mayor Nikki, she can work with. I think she can work with some of those property owners because there is a lot of apartments, and maybe there is things that can be done that right. that can make it more affordable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Super. Super. <laughs> so you are new on the job, and how long is the term there? Four years. It is three years. Three years. It is three years. Okay. That was voted on by the citizens of Maplewood in 2016, and so. The it used to be four years, but they um, lowered it to three, and uh, that that is the term. It's so three it's three year terms. Three oh, is it three three year three terms? Three year three year term. I did not know that. Yes, it's, so it used to be two four year terms, and they added a third term, but they made it three three. So years. you max out with that. So you get one extra year. Come on, I <laughs> <laughs> was not a big supporter I, of it. I yeah. thought it should have been a fourth. Yeah, you figure out where the bathroom is, and then you're out. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I, I like is that, like tw- is the bathroom that hard to find. No, but I think twelve <laughs> years is well, that's it's certainly a long time. But it lets you get some things done. What well, I need to look at that again because I I think I just read that wrong. I got recently. it wrong. I could have it wrong too. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But we'll thank you for that, Mark. I but I think it. it's three three year terms. Okay. okay. Which yeah. I want to give you one last word here. Okay. What do you have to say to the people of Maplewood? Thank you, oh. thank you for allowing me to serve you. My my. Our incoming superintendent, Dr. Benita Jameson, said that uh, a person's love language impacts how they lead. And that blew my mind. And I realized that my love language is acts of service. And that's what I've been doing my entire career. And now I get to do that for my community. And so I appreciate the honor of putting me in the position of mayor so I can serve. Mm -hmm. So thank you. That's a great comment. We're talking to Nakila Knapper. Yes. That's it. Great job. Who is the new really? mayor of Maplewood. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm glad that you were able to come in here and be in here in studio. I love in-studio interviews so much more than over the phone. We're so excited to have. This was fun. Thank we're you so, so much. And I would offer, and I would probably offer this to the mayor of Webster Groves and Rock mm-hmm. Hill and Brentwood, some of the surrounding communities. Any one of them. If you have something you want to explain to people and talk about, you're always welcome to do that on this show. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, can we have her back? Absolutely. Yeah, let's have her back. We'll oh. have her back sometime. I Next week? We'll check and see how she's doing. <laughs> check and see how she's doing. She's yes. still happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> if I found the bathroom. <laughs> All right. Yeah, right. Exactly. You should have a bathroom in your office. I Did, do. I know. That's great. Oh. And I saw Did the you refrigerator. Have that Did you get the refrigerator? I used to have beer in it. At 5 o'clock, we would have a beer sometimes. <laughs> Should I even tell this on the radio? We'll have jasmine tea. Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that sounds so I'm much not. better. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. We appreciate you listening to this episode of St. Louis in Tune. Take time to look at the show notes on the website for everything that was mentioned on this episode. St. Louis in Tune is produced in cooperation with KWRH 92.9 FM and Motif Media Group. For St. Louis in Tune, I'm Arnold Stricker.